2: Today is your lucky day. You could redeem Sweeps Coins for a $50,000 cash prize at Chumba Casino. Join over 1 million players at Chumba Casino, America's favorite online social casino. It's your turn. Play for free at ChumbaCasino.com. That's C-H-U-M-B-A Casino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I think that will suit me for this episode. (laughs) Uh, With me, as always, is someone who doesn't really care too much, but... To her dismay, she has absorbed through uh, mitosis <laughs> so Osmosis. Much. Um, yeah, through halitosis. <laughs>
1: mitosis, <laughs> yes. My cells have divided, and now I care a little bit more about the rock hall.
0: It's Kristen Studdard. Hello, Kristen. Hello. Hi. Special episode. I know. I can't believe it. Very special episode. We have a uh, former MTV and VH1 executive with us, but most importantly for this podcast, a current member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominating committee, and someone who also helps to produce the induction ceremony, Rick Krim.
3: Hi. <laughs> Hi, Rick. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the intro.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being here and talking to us.
1: Current NomCom member. Mm-hmm. Is this the first? This is
0: our second. Second. Seymour is technically. Oh, yeah, he's on that. So. That's a high yeah. bar there. It's yeah, I mean, yeah. Too. Seymour Stein has uh, not only, he's on the committee, but he has been.
3: He's a, a founder, huge part. He's a legend. Right, you know? yeah. Still is.
1: Is he in? He's in,
3: yeah, right? Yeah, he, he yes. has been he inducted himself. In... Uh, well, Rick, let's get into... I'm not getting in, I don't think.
1: You
0: know, I mean, <laughs> Landau gra- got in this year, so maybe yeah. all the NomCom members will eventually get <laughs> he in. He has
3: something else on his resume that I think helped with that as well. Yeah, yeah maybe. And managed that guy that did pretty some, well. Some sort
0: of boss. Well, Rick, let's uh, just to kind of start off, let's talk about your background. Before you got involved with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, just kind of how you got started in the music industry and kind of what you are known for.
3: I got started I got started at MTV back in the early early days of MTV. I got started because uh, I was a kid who grew up in central Pennsylvania, um, always wanted to get in the music business, had no idea how to get in the music business mm-hmm. and um, but I was also good with numbers so I became a, I went to college as an accounting major and I went to college speaking of John Landau. I went to the college I went to Bucknell University, which is about thirty minutes from where mm-hmm. I grew up. I, I went there because I saw Bruce Springsteen there when I was 15 on the Born to Run tour. Okay. And it kind of changed my life. And you were like, oh, you were so like, I'm going to go to college there. You're yeah, like, yeah, I'm <laughs>
1: going to do that guy's taxes. <laughs> so I, uh,
3: I they didn't, you know, the famous Landau line, I've seen the future of rock and roll, and his name is Bruce Springsteen. Well, mm-hmm. I've seen my future, and it's, I got to be in, I got to do something in music. In music it really please. was a life-changing experience for me, but... I didn't know anybody. I got a job at Price Waterhouse in Philadelphia out of college Uh as a first year staff auditor, which is about as low as you could possibly get on the totem pole. My my last job at Price Waterhouse was literally counting nuts and bolts at a manufacturing plant in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Incredible. Glamorous life. So glamour. (laughs) Um, But I went to my best friend's wedding in May of 1982, ran into a woman from my hometown who I hadn't seen in years, who wasn't even invited to the wedding, but crashed. And said she, she was working as cool this. She's very cool, and I uh, like her. <laughs> uh, she was working at MTV as to the assistant to the head of music, uh, the head of programming. And I, I believe and the conversation like went
1: MTV, like the very beginning. Nine months, yeah. In, yeah. Know, yeah,
3: about nine months into MTV, and I was living in South Jersey. We had, we had it on our. We were one of the few systems that actually had MTV. Uh huh. Because um, when MTV launched, most of America didn't have it. But I was obsessed with, it like anybody else was, and I, I'm sure I said something along the lines of. How do I like? How do I get a job there? How do I get in there? And you she's like, there? "Well, I think my boss is looking for a budget guy, um, or something to that effect." Oh um, so she numbers got me. Numbers. She got me an interview. Thank you, Joan Myers. And I went up for the interview with Les Garland, the legendary uh, one of the first execs there and head of programming. A legend. All show business was in his was oozing out of his skin. He was that kind of guy. And I think the interview went something like. Bud, Myers thinks you're cool. Let's do this. Hey, that's a yeah, nice interview. There you go. So, uh, yeah, so I told my parents I was quitting the prestigious firmer Price Waterhouse, and their dreams of seeing me on the, carrying the suitcase on the Oscars uh-huh. were shot. Yeah, you hate to see that when it, when your child tells you that that And, is and it said, I'm okay. going to go work at this new video music channel in New York City. And
1: they were like, what? Is? Uh, yeah.
3: Um, so I started there. I actually started at MTV on the the day after the first birthday of MTV, okay. August second, nineteen eighty-two, as business manager, MTV as as a, as a twenty-two years old, and the time there's a hundred people who work there, so I was able to stick my nose in, you know, all the business there when artists came up, set mm-hmm. music meetings, anything they let me, they let the finance guy because I was fun and I was wide-eyed and young, know, you know, um, so after badgering them for a couple years and. Finally, they let me shed my suit and they moved me into like a music talent area Uh, about three, about 1985, where I was in charge of they had all the people there were their roles were to. Uh, the people in the music talent era split the record companies between them. You were the liaison between labels. I was the indie label guy. Oh, before, before indie labels were indie yeah, labels. Before
1: that was like a big turn. Indie
3: yeah. labels were basically like, you can't get signed anywhere else, so we better go to an indie label. So the first two videos actually got played on MTV were The Smithereens, Blood and Roses.
2: And.
3: They Might Be Giants, Put Your Hand Inside the Puppet Head. Oh, I had a wow. feeling it was going to be They Might Be Giants. Put your
1: hand the puppet head. Put your hand inside the puppet
2: head. Put your hand inside. Put your hand inside. Put your inside the puppet head. So
3: those are my two that uh, I made my mark on. And then ultimately moved up through the ranks there. Stayed there till um, 1994. So I went through the hairband era, which was a lot of fun. I went kind through the grunge, grunge era, which yeah. was a lot of fun. And right about the time where the real world was starting to hit, and after our 12 years of kind of nonstop action, I needed a little breather um, and saw the music wasn't going to become, it, yeah. it wasn't going to be, it was no longer 24 hour music. It wasn't a 24 hour video channel by that point because there yeah. was game shows and other things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was changing, which, which happens. And then ended up going to work at a music publishing company, which I knew nothing about music publishing, thought it was sheet music. Um <laughs> But I always wanted to get involved in the A and R side and sign sign bands, so I got mm-hmm. I worked there for six years and ironically replaced I took that job replacing John Sykes who was at MTV, mm-hmm. who is the He's new now the current chair yeah. it all t- it all ties back yeah. in He's the current chair of the Rock Call. John is the guy who moved me out of the accounting area into the music talent area. I then replaced him at EMI Music Publishing when he went to go left there to go become president of VH1, and then six years later he brought me back to vh1 oh, to be cool. head of music in 2001 where i was to 2014 and now i've come full circle and now i'm kind of working for him again yeah <laughs> look at that um so yeah i stayed at vh1 for 13 years i was head of music at a channel that was very much like the old mtv and then reached a time in 2014 where i'm head of music at a channel that's not really playing any music yeah. mm-hmm. so i'm not sure this has a much more long-term uh, benefit so uh i made a move took a slight detour at a record company which I'd never done to check I wanted to check that box and box checked I like to call my internship but on the label (laughs) side and then got uh, my boss at he by my publishing Marty Bandier is one of the kings of music publishing he was now running Sony ATV Music Publishing and he brought me back there which actually moved me from New York to LA something I mm-hmm. swore I'd never do but right. very happy I did <laughs> when
1: did you move here then that was just a couple uh, years ago
3: 2015 oh, I thought I'd be a lifetime New Yorker never had any interest in moving out here now I have no in- interest in moving back
1: you're like oh right? son well, is really nice. is yeah. all that honestly um,
3: and then stayed there till Marty left Marty left about a year ago Sony and I looked at that as my opportunity to kind kind of do something I never had the balls to do which was kind of do my own thing and take mm-hmm. advantage of all the relationships and all the years and the biz and pretty diverse resume and try to do my own thing so yeah. that's what I'm doing. Great. That's why I can come out here uh, <laughs> on your, yeah. your own time. Exactly. Yeah. That's perfect.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so you've you've put in the time in the music industry having dealt with musicians and bands and that I assume was what makes you qualified to be a part of the nominating committee. I'm yeah, I
3: mean the nice plan. thing about MTV and VH1 was we were we always viewed ourselves as Switzerland in a way because no, you know, we didn't have anti with very few exceptions. We didn't have adversarial relationships with anybody. Yeah. Um, we were there to help, you know, record mm-hmm. companies fight with their artists and some uh-huh. managers fight with their art. You know, there's always those kind of strains on the relationship. We were just there to see what we could do to help people. Um, right. and we broke a lot of both channels. We, you know, broke a lot of artists and labels loved us and we developed great relationships with artists and managers. So, mm-hmm. Ut- utilizing those now and happily uh most of them remember. So you would have been at MTV
0: when the rock hall started. Yes. Is is that something you have any memories
3: of? Um just I went to some I mean I got to go to some of the early shows. Mm-hmm. The um, ones in the, the Waldorf. Waldorf. Yeah. Okay. Which was you know as a as a fan and a music geek, yeah. it was uh obviously great and the Waldorf has a completely different I mean there's good and bad about the fact that it's now in a big venue, mm-hmm. you know, and it's produced and for it's produced television. for television. Yeah. Although we were conscious of making it a great event for the people that are there as mm-hmm. well, right? But um, yeah, it was it was just different. I mean, the early days there was no TV, so it was just loose and
0: mm-hmm. kind of know, a mess. But in a yeah, but in
3: way. exactly, and you felt really, um, you know, you felt really privileged to be in this bunch of guys in tuxes and packed into tables as tightly as you could be packed in in this mm-hmm. room with these icons that you've grown up with. you know, standing in front of you, which was, for me, pretty amazing. I mean, there's, I'm sure, not artists that I never got to see before that I would never have seen if it hadn't been for going. So I just, you know, I was happy that the companies I worked at would buy tables, yeah. We'd get, yeah. You, we'd get you a seat. Um,
1: yeah, we're trying to get our company to buy us a table.
3: Yeah, we'll see how that works. Yeah. We have to get a company first. Yeah,
1: we're working on that too.
3: Well, I know people, I could I could yeah. I could point you in the direction when you're oh, uh, when you're ready. And then at VH1, VH, there was a period there where VH1 actually aired the show. So right. that's where yeah. I that's where I really got more involved with the production itself. Oh, okay. Um,
0: so that would that that would have predated your involvement in the nominee c- committee? Correct. Correct.
3: Because okay. I think that I'm trying to remember the nominee committee.
0: From what I understand, you you could the probably tell me in twenty ten. Yeah, he
1: can tell me.
3: twenty ten or maybe two thousand nine. Okay, um, might have been two thousand nine for the two thousand ten ceremony. Yes, yes, that would have been it because the two thousand nine nom- the nominating meetings happen in the fall and the ceremony happens right. the following spring. So mm-hmm. it would have been for the two thousand nine nominated me but it, I and I don't recall the years that VH1 had the show VH1 I think had had lost the show by then Joe, do yes you I think know so it was like late because it went to Fuse <laughs> for a minute it was at Fuse around then 2010 2011 and then 2012 was the first HBO <sighs> Well, I got when VH1 had it. I would be involved in the whole process of helping to put the show together with the production team. And then when VH1 lost it, I did that George Costanza thing where he got he just decided to keep coming to work even uh-huh. though he uh, <laughs> he didn't have a job. I just stayed, I just kept working on it and didn't really bother telling anybody. I just stayed on yeah. it even when I went to other networks. Were you a voter at that point,
0: like part of the larger voting body? Because that is somewhat of a typical path of being a voter first. I'm
3: pretty sure I was. I don't remember exactly when I became a voter, but probably when we started working on the show. Because obviously there's exponentially more voters than there are members of the Mm nominating committee.
0: Do you think it was your involvement with the production of the live show that then got you into the nominating
3: committee? Um, Not necessarily. I just, I lobbied for it. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. You, oh, you wanted to
1: be on the NomCom. So yeah. Oh, also, we call it the NomCom.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little insider term.
1: Yeah, we call it the NomCom. Yeah,
3: it's just something that I had a lot of passion for. Mm-hmm. and
0: um, Okay, did you lobby with like Joel Parisman or John Landau? or? Um, I lobbied. Just ever, anyone. You know, you I feel, I, I,
3: I lobby with people. He had
1: had years working those relationships and the networking. <laughs> I felt <laughs> I, I
3: felt there was value I could add to the nominating committee. I felt there was maybe some genres of music that were not being fully represented that I was personally passionate about. And what thought,
1: are the What's your genre of choice, or your, uh, what did you feel was underrepresented?
3: Prog rock. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, you'll learn about me. I have no guilty pleasures because I feel guilty about nothing. Yes, you know, and I'm I'm a card-carrying member, and they all know it. So. When
1: did Rush get in? When was
3: 2013?
1: 2013. 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he gets on, and not? we start seeing results. <laughs> we start seeing results. Well, I mean, if I may, <laughs> yeah.
0: the, the first she, year that you were on the nominating committee, Genesis got in, and there's another the, note. boy. I wonder if that's a coincidence. Wow. Well, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, first time the dominoes the begin
1: in. to fall. <laughs>
0: right.
3: So there was that, but also. The hard rock and specifically metal, you know I felt was underrepresented metal particular, yeah, and, and I by really the way, I still feel I still feel that year. way because if you want to I mean, a lot of people blur the lines between what's metal and what's hard rock. But if you really want to talk metal, there's two bands in metallic and Black Sabbath, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And there's other very worthy artists that are not in yet that mm-hmm. hopefully we'll we'll get in.
1: Yeah, we've had some passionate metal advocates on the show
0: very recently because uh, we covered the ballot this year, artist by artist. Right, we would bring in fans and advocates for each artist, and and I it mean, was a
1: very hard rock heavy ballot this
0: year. It was. It was. Yeah, would you uh would you point to any of the artists on this year's ballot that you were particularly excited about or were advocating for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, you want me to tell you?
1: Yeah, we'd be. We've yeah. had people say who they like, you know, have lobbied for. In yeah, the yeah. Past.
3: I, I've been a big supporter of Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a, had supported them in the past and supported them again.
0: Yeah, it feels like if there's going to be the next heavy metal inductee.
3: Yeah, there, well, there's always this Priest Maiden, both of which yeah. are extremely deserving. Maiden hasn't made the ballot yet, but mm-hmm. you know the, the the bands as far as all the criteria that people look at, I think Judas Priest checks all those boxes. Mm-hmm. So. Great to get him on the ballot again. I wish they had uh, made the cut, but yeah, hopefully, you... I think some people are surprised and saddened that they haven't. Just have to keep trying. I mean, some of these things. How t- many take times a while. have they been nominated? This is the this second is... twice. Yeah. Okay, and not, when was not the not first time? time? To, 2018 Yeah, two two years ago. Listen, I've I went through it in a different way. With like, yes, was another one that I was a champion of, and mm-hmm. but it took. You may know more than I do how many times they're on the ballot, but it yeah. actually took at least three, three or four yeah. times, and. You know, just you can't give up. You can't say, "Ah, oh, they didn't get in." Like, I'm going to move on to something else,
0: right? Because you don't really know what is keeping them out. If it's particular competition on that ballot, <clears throat> yeah, or if it's you never know something in the air. Honestly, in just kind of the zeitgeist, that can you see that? I'm happen just saying, it, times. make
1: a documentary about them, and then there you go. That's the well. Listen,
3: getting so- <laughs> it's amazing to me. There's certain there's a bunch of acts too over the years that never made the ballot. And then they get on the ballot and they zoom right in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? we call that an
0: FYN.
1: An FYN.
3: First year first nominated gets, gets in. Yeah, that's listen the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. This yeah. year. They're you FYN. Know? This is mm-hmm. their first
1: nomination. Yeah. And, and in I, y- I
3: had, you know, I had supported them in the past because I felt they were, I've always felt they were really deserving. And again, I I kind of had it the instinct that if they get on the ballot, they're going to do really well. Same thing oh, yeah. happened with Chicago. Same thing happened with ELO. Same thing happened with Steve Miller. Yeah, you know, those sort of more mainstream kind classic of classic rock staples.
1: Yeah,
0: that hadn't but been cheap on the trick. Ballot you know yeah, another one that they them. all got cheap trick
1: with fyn I yeah that.
0: that year in particular was very heavy because it was cheap trick chicago steve miller all first time on the ballot all got in immediately
1: which is interesting because we often talk about how like this year there were so many hard rock acts nominated and so that might have like split the vote in a way like everyone couldn't just rally behind judas priest or behind motorhead or whatever people were kind of splitting
3: uh, i mean there's just ways to look at it i've Heard that argument, I've used mm-hmm. that argument. Yeah. I think it's on the, true. On the other case if you're a hard rock fan, you could just vote for all of them, too. Yeah. Right. But as when you're voting, you know, as you know, people vote for five right. five mm-hmm. artists. So the Act A that gets a lot of votes and the act other acts, four acts that you're kind of in the hunt for are all getting those votes as well. Mm-hmm. There's no movement. You have to do better than the others. So if you're just voting for one, it's different. When you're voting for five.
1: Yeah, it's nice it's when a- there's just one lane. You know that if a hard rock act gets in, it's gonna be the one that's on the ballot or right. you know the more. I don't
3: know if we have any proof. It's well, a the- and that's it's what a theory. I mean about that don't year with the classic. Math- it feels the, like classic
1: cheap- rock
0: is the one uh, genre that's the exception that it to doesn't that
1: apply to. That it's the, like... the more
3: mainstream radio, classic yeah. radio, yeah. classic rock radio friendly. That have the recognition. Well, I think they're they're more mass appeal. Mm-hmm. I think most of the people in the committee probably grew up with them, and all those acts we just talked about have tons of songs that people love. And yeah, you know, I think and the-
1: also kind of the the stereotype of what we think of as quote-unquote rock and roll is we're thinking often of like rock, classic right. rock radio yeah. and i think that so people are like yeah rock and roll man these bands well that i think makes with the doobie
3: brothers the reaction this year that i got a lot was well, i can't believe they're not already in yeah yeah because you would think based my on my mom their peers, said that we were waiting for their 50th anniversary <laughs> tour I mean, it was, it was all time. This was strategy. Yeah. From 25 years ago, we said, we're, you know, they're no, going to do a know. big tour in 50 years, 50 years in with now. Mike McDonald. Yeah. Let's wait till then. Let's put it on the Perfect. back burner. Till we then. need them to be in their <laughs> 70s. <laughs> but they're listen, I'm excited they're in, and they're very excited to be in. And mm-hmm. uh, Yeah,
0: it seems like a, a nice thing for them. And it, it's it, it's also funny a lot of bands I don't know if they are one specifically but it's just it's funny to me every band that isn't in believes there's a conspiracy theory around them not getting in and then they all eventually get in anyway.
3: Right. And there is none. Wait, of course, that's the one thing I could tell you that had, there is no conspiracy who had theory. the
1: conspiracy theories about not getting in.
3: Like it is truly every classic rock band where it takes Oh yeah, Bon, more bon than Jovi had years. one, right? Bon Jovi
1: yeah. was like a huge yes. one
0: where it's like, "Well, we're not one of Jan Winner's boys, so" And they even
3: took stuff out of the museum. They were, <laughs> they were pissed off. But by the way, nobody embraced it more when John got in. Nobody, exactly. you know, you to spread that it. Matter. man. He, which was great. Like he, it, like so, embraced the moment and brought people out. Like he really made it special. Mm-hmm. Which is I what we would love everybody be to do.
1: Uh, Trent Reznor this year. Trent has Home, a, a hometown boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's started uh, doing music in Cleveland, uh, mm-hmm. and also he is a. Uh, He's a convert, a
3: recent convert yeah. from last year. Yeah, Because yeah. as we know, he he was someone who was like, I don't give a shit. Who cares? We find that a lot of people have that attitude. But Even the UK acts, especially because oh yeah, the, the, the rock hall isn't as pre- prevalent and predominant over in the UK as it is here. But yeah, I think last work, year, good. I mean, there was five. There was no American was men that got British. in last year. Yeah, it, was it was five two British American bands. So- women.
1: Women's female solo acts, and right? Then, and, five and five British, and then British bands. Five British
3: bands. <laughs> And I, actually, the table where I was at last year's show, we were next to the table that had Trent and um, Ed and Phil Phil from Radiohead, and I am a huge Radiohead fan, and obviously we would have loved the whole band to have been there. You know, the year before, they were a little dismissive of it, well, they already, I mean, they already had a, a date they booked. booked. A, they booked booked a South American tour Brazil yeah. or whatever, this, year, yeah. this year. This year, just the vibe was more respectful, but still, not sure they quite Skeptical. got it. Yeah. But I was sat; those guys stayed the whole show. I could kind of see. I was watching them watching the show, mm-hmm. and you could tell that they got it when they got that, up on stage and gave their speech. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they didn't know. They didn't know really what it was all about. To yeah. you, they actually got their... I mean, I've had some, you know, other artists say, "Well, you know, we don't do award shows." Well, it's not this. this it's a little different. Yeah, it's it a lot it's, different. <laughs> it's not the VMAs. Yeah, you know, no disrespect. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you involved
0: at all with trying to get the artists to come out? Like, if
3: there's resistance, um, we all are. Mm-hmm. You know, you anybody you that has anybody that has a relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. there has. Listen, every year it's different. There's mm-hmm. certainly cases. There's there's famous cases where artists didn't come to their own inductions. Of mm-hmm. course. You know, I think that for the most part, I think with this year, certainly we're expecting all the all the living inductees to be there. Which isn't many. It's three. Three <laughs> of six. <laughs> yeah. Three of six. Part of it is, even if you don't believe it, like the fans want you to, you know, that, that's part of the pitch is, you know, the fans it's really, really want you there. Like, this is it, something. the for, line to, yeah. Yeah. To their Whether heart. they decide to perform or not, we obviously prefer people to perform. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had artists that haven't performed that came and then, regretted it afterwards cuz i again i think it's more just they didn't really realize what it was
1: i think you know that was joe's favorite part of last year's ceremony was radiohead realizing that it was a big deal <laughs> uh he may have shed a tear uh right. when it happened but like that because that's his whole pitch for the rock hall in general is like you don't realize what it means like right
0: yeah if you know anything about it it I, it goes against i think the general idea
3: The general perception. Right. You know, it is a. And we're trying to, you know, we're doing everything we can to try to change that.
0: Yeah, good. So this year's ceremony is going to be potentially
3: a little different, right? Well, it's different in the sense it's live. Right. I mean, that. Um, um, So it's taking a four plus hour show. Turning it into a hopefully a three hour show.
1: Yeah. How Uh, are you going to do that?
3: Everybody's going to talk real fast. Uh (laughs) Play real fast. Well,
1: I actually have a question about last year's ceremony. Something that we had noticed was that it seemed like the speeches were shorter and that the bands got to play longer. Or like if you, well, last year, spoke.
3: Yeah. I mean, last year, with the exception of the zombies one person really spoke for each yeah. other o- you know, Brian Ferry spoke for Roxy Music Robert Smith spoke mm-hmm. for The Cure oh, Joe Elliott spoke for, spoke for so Def Leppard and the rest were solo than acts which is the past yeah you know that's something there was a conscious effort to try to make that work now in, you know in some cases there was an, in, in all three of those cases it was particularly with The Cure and I think Roxy Music it was obvious like those were the Def Leppard is definitely more of a band. You know, these guys have been together yeah, these are like, the, mm-hmm. for Mothers. a long time, yeah. but that was that was their decision. You know, mm-hmm. they have a certain a lot of allotted amount of time, and I think you know they made the decision to have one person speak and use that time, then try to divvy it up. And the other guys, you know, it's it's all case by case. The other guys were okay with not speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually leave Joe to be the guy. You know, Joe's mm-hmm. the front man and the spokesperson. So, but there's going to be there, there's certainly other cases where. I mean, the zombies are an example where you have, where everybody you wanted know, to Rod Argent and Colin Blunstone. They've both been in the band since 1964 and still active. Mm-hmm. So I think they each wanted their their opportunity to speak. So it varies. I think in the you know the same thing with the live show. You know, they'll be they'll have a a window of time that they have that we hope they will adhere to. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's live, so you never know yeah. what's going to happen. Well, we
1: kind of had the, a working theory was that, you know, bands could choose whether or not, like, how to use their allotted time mm-hmm. versus if they wanted to play for longer and speak for shorter. Or is there, like, you know, everybody gets a half an hour, everybody gets 20 minutes or whatever. I mean, it,
3: it all varies, and every year is different. I mean, depends yeah. how many inductees there are, and how, you what can't... you're going to – what's the ratio between, like, a full band or a single person or a, li- a living or deceased. So every year is – is different. I mean, it's just the the fact that it's live this year. It's just, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a little, I wouldn't say daunting is the word. I'm, I'm kind of glad we're trying uh, it's to freshen it, try some new things.
0: Yeah. Are you going to try to produce it like a typical live award show, like the Grammys or the Oscars or something? I don't know. I don't think
3: it necessarily, listen, it isn't a typical award show, like the Oscars right. or the yeah. Grammys or something. Good. So I'm glad you said I that. I think we're to, to <laughs> trying to keep it, what what i love about that show is how unique it is and mm-hmm. how special it is and it doesn't isn't we don't it's not an award show thank god you know and i to the to the point of some of these acts who say we don't do award shows well that's fine this is not an award show mm-hmm. um, this is a celebration right you know in a recognition of a long career of impacting the world with your amazing music
0: yeah i, I mean i've described it before as a award show where every award is a lifetime a achievement lifetime. Award. right Which is a much
3: better sounding award. Yeah. Or, you know, much more exciting, edgy Kennedy Center honors, you know, or something (laughs) Mm -hmm. that, you know, those things that it's not just somebody in there decided, hey, we should give this guy an award to get him to our show. Yeah, you right, know, exactly. It's something that is definitely earned and meaningful. Yeah.
1: It's also interesting because you can cut so much when you're doing it. Like in post, you can cut so if someone yeah. goes over well if aware, someone I mean, makes yeah. a bunch of off-color <laughs> comments. Well, we like that, you know. Yeah.
3: It is HBO, so you yeah. can get away mm-hmm. with uh some things, but yeah, listen, we're going to have to be depending on people to uh not be oh, boring. Not a, not so that be boring, <laughs> but you know, it under, we'll be very clear about what the what the guidelines are and the time constraints and we'll hope for the best you just you know part of the beauty of live tv is you never know what's going to happen we'll be uh we'll be prepared okay we have a production team who knows how to do this stuff really 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 well so Mm -hmm.
0: i'm glad that you said that the core of the show will remain like that you won't try to turn it into something else which i think is good because there's a lot of value to i think what the induction ceremonies do Given that it's a live event that will have to be seamless, is the idea of like a host to cover up those seams or transitions
3: something you guys are considering? I don't know if that's necessary. Mm -hmm. Joe would like to throw his hat in the ring. (laughs) I think that's... I've (laughs) cleared (laughs) my schedule. I think there's other ways mm-hmm. to do that.
1: I mean, they've done the hostless Oscars and stuff, you they know. Just did. And yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. I I think you can do it without. I mean, one. the show's
3: never had a host, as far as no, I can remember. Yeah. Just that
1: woman's voice.
3: Yeah, right. The, the voice of God. Yeah, uh-huh. she's.
1: I love her voice. <laughs> uh,
3: okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's that was a rumor
0: I had heard that a, that maybe a host was a potential option. I would advocate. You probably
3: don't need it. There's plenty of things you can do to fill to fill those. The transitions and other Uh, things. Yeah,
0: I mean the packages, the little documentary things. Yep, those are to me one of the uh, most fun parts about the uh, ceremony. No, absolutely. And And every time I see
1: one, I I could not give a shit about a band, and then I watch one, and I'm like, wow, they really have done so much. Like (laughs) it it convinces me every single time. (laughs) It really, I have. It's very sad for me.
0: Um, well, why don't we take a little bit of a break uh, and then we come back. We'll get more into the nitty gritty of Rick Krim's involvement <laughs> with the inductions. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break, you. Uh,
1: clarified what uh, what is really secret.
0: Yeah. What is secret? What is not secret? Okay. So yeah, I, let's get into the kind of nitty gritty of the ceremonies and we can, uh, I know there are things that you can't discuss about possible ceremonies coming up, but we talk about it in the lens of ceremonies past. What is your title actually? On the show? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like at the
1: end of the credits, what roles, what, what's above your name?
0: supervising That's, producer no it's not producer. it's more
3: of a consulting mm-hmm. more of a consulting role mm-hmm. um i actually don't remember the exact uh, there is a there is one credit page that had several of us that right. are working on the show on it yeah i don't remember the exact term
0: mm-hmm.
3: i don't get s- hung up on titles
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on hey it's not an award show we don't get hung up on titles
0: uh would you say that your role is to kind of pitch in and help in, in that kind of aspect or are there certain things that they rely on you to take care of every year
3: yeah it varies I and mean, we have it's a small team you know really a core team of maybe four or five people you know a lot of it is who's got the relationship you know i have a lot of those relationships so if it's talking to one of them you know working with one of the inductees to try to get them talk about song selection mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's other uh, so other things about, like, i can help with that uh if it's you know trying to find the right person to induct them if it's trying to find a right person to tribute mm-hmm. you know a little more of a booking function uh, yeah. i do a lot of that again based on those relationships but a lot of times it's like who's got the best relationship yeah, yeah. Um, and then they'll
0: be the point person
3: and i work closely with the, the whoever is produced the producer director of the show um for the last ever since i've been doing this has been someone i've known mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's been a couple different people but it's people that i've known. they've actually both the person who's doing it this year and the person who did it for the last five years and were people I worked with at both uh, MTV mm-hmm. and VH1.
0: This is Joel Gallon and Alex Coletti? Yes. Okay. Is Gallen doing it again this year?
3: Uh, Joel is producing again this year. Okay. Alex did the last five. Joel right. did like 17 years before that. So mm-hmm. these are guys. I mean, I talked to them both on my way over here today.
2: Okay, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm still
3: very close. You know. So with, with Joel, I... I've been talking to you know we talk daily and brainstorm and oh, that's great text on text on weekends and it's just a constant Conver- you know, there's a constant conversation going on. Mm-hmm.
1: So speaking of song selection, when a band like so like Roxy Music, for example, last year. <laughs> you know, they opened with what? In Every Home a heartache In Every Dream Egg? Home A heartache. Heart Heart yeah, yeah, they had
3: an interesting mix of it was like, it, a, like as a, as a, a Roxy did, fan, I thought it was pretty cool that yeah. they went they went a little deep. And mm-hmm.
1: they did like a medley in the middle. Yeah, that was their
3: was that was that their decision, was their call. 100%. There was no push from
0: the production team of these are the songs
3: I mean, obviously you want to encourage people to do the songs that the audience is gonna wanna going wanna know, hear. Yeah. But within a you know, with if you have a certain time frame that you have to work with, you know, somebody wants to do two very long songs or squeeze five songs into a medley, it's 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 a mutual discussion, but we at the end of the day we want you know, we don't dictate you don't want to dictate to the artist. You have to do these three songs, or you're not doing the show. Like mm-hmm. there's, there is right. none of that. Okay, <laughs> you and know, it's it's a it's a collaborative effort that usually yields positive results.
1: Did that get cut? What what got cut from the Roxy? Uh, you like... know, I
0: think they they probably. I mean, because Roxy ended up playing. There was a medley with three songs, and then they did. It, additional they actually did review. five total. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Right. So there's those three songs, which was Avalon, more than this. And Love is a Drug, and then they played in Never Dream Home, A Heartache, and then they played Editions of You and Out of the Blue. Well, nothing will be cut this year. That's yeah, what I right? think. It's going to be so
1: different <laughs> yeah. because you yeah. can't. So, you know, let's say a band plays five songs, like normally in the, you know, five hour ceremony, they're going to One cut it down to three so that. You,
3: yeah, I so I think you'll still get the same amount on the television show, just won't be cut. And obviously, this will be rehearsed, and we'll know, mm-hmm. barring. You know, them pulling an Elvis Costello and uh, yeah, switching and up. switching a song at the last. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen on SNL. Oh,
0: started a song and then st- yeah, I think he was playing Lesson Zero or something, and then he started playing Radio Radio. Yes, he said stop, stop, stop. I can't do this. <gasps> yeah, it's great. <laughs> one of <laughs> the great, one of the great moments on yeah. the t- right. <laughs> classic TV, and it was moment.
3: banned from SNL after yeah, that for a while. Yeah, came
0: back twenty years later. Yeah, so. okay, so that's interesting, and so you have a little bit of involvement also on in terms of who gives the speech who inducts them
3: yeah again it's these are all group these are all group it's the group nobody's making individual decisions the group Mm -hmm. discusses this stuff it's
0: it's a handful of people i'm assuming that's you joel perisman is landau involved in the ceremony itself
3: yeah to an extent you know I know I always extent. see
0: Robbie Robertson's name up there, but I'm, it's unclear to me how involved he is.
3: Um, he has been in the past, yeah. actually, which was a thrill for me because as a big fan, I got to I got to work on a show with Robbie Robertson every year, which was mm-hmm. great. And uh, you know, we developed a nice relationship. You should see his documentary, by the way, which uh, I saw a couple weeks ago. Oh, the, the band, uh, there's a documentary about Robbie and the band oh, that shit. is pretty fantastic. Oh, cool! Oh, I would love that. Yeah, so of see, all time. It's, it's, a, it's a great film just to give a little plug. A little
0: little plug for Robbie's movie. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so yeah, there's kind of a a small selection of uh, of you guys who are are working together to make all these things
3: happen in the the best way. I mean, the producer-director is ultimately responsible for the Mm -hmm. show itself, but we all contribute.
1: We had hoped last year that the David Byrne inducting Radiohead might give them a little bit more um, it would maybe pull it, it, the it, it, reluctant members
0: of yeah. radio.
3: Games. So did we. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's. I think it was. It was so, so did we. Move. Listen, every
3: effort was made yeah, to right. try to get them all there, even if you know. I kind of assumed, even though I would have loved for them to play, I kind of assumed playing them performing was probably a long shot, but was kind of hoping we would mm-hmm. get get them mm-hmm. all there. And well, here's a question: Given that going
0: into it, everyone kind of knew that they weren't going to show that up. I mean we you don't know, d- but like you we have to try, yes, given the their state. All effort a lot of
3: efforts were made to try to get them.
0: Well last year there were seven inductees, and I was curious if the likelihood of radio had not performing had something to do with the larger than normal no. class. no. Nope. Okay. And then I mean one of the more interesting and uh, kind of unique aspects of the hall are these jams that they do at the end. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. which were the early days were literally jams yeah, yeah. well They're... he
1: played a you played a <laughs> yeah. piece from a jam the other day from a waldorf astoria jam
0: yeah i mean like in those first five years or so where it's almost literally a hundred people on stage and paul shaver's running around with a guitar. yeah
3: Again, oh, it wasn't a televised show <laughs> yeah. and it could be a lot people it was just it was looser mm-hmm. you know there's good and bad about that <laughs> yeah. you know
0: yeah it's a. Uh, it's it's certainly a thing to behold yes watching those old jams but i've got to imagine that along with the other aspects of the ceremony is something you guys
3: are are thinking about possibilities with yeah all, the we always do always do it you know it depends who the inductees are yeah. are they suited for that kind of thing who who would be the right band like last year you know i mean it's not why def leppard closed but def leppard made a lot of sense to close because they're mm-hmm. a big arena rock band and mm-hmm they have a lot of big big songs but we figured they you know they did all the young dudes right with, at, at, with, with Ian Hunter yeah, at the very end the and that seemed car, yeah. it wasn't your typical jam a few other people joined in we invited everybody's oh, invited yes, to join Hoffs
1: in Susanna Hoffs was out there Susanna <laughs> Hoffs the guys
3: from the zombies little yeah. Steven I think Phil Manzanera Phil, Phil Manzanera was there yeah um, I mean everybody's invited we realized it's not for everybody mm-hmm. it's not yeah. some people just are not going to be comfortable coming out this is when Janet yeah, finally showing she showing decides up. to make, not sure make Janet make was going to do it But we ask everybody to do it, Mm -hmm. and they're more than welcome to. But it depends. You have to have the right act to do that with.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And then is there a little bit of, just in terms of logistics, the headliner Mm -hmm. is kind of the
3: foundation of the jam group?
0: I mean, just already set up. Yeah,
3: just from a strictly production and logistics standpoint to... You know, at the end of a long night, if then you have to do another changeover to another band, Mm -hmm. you're gonna, you know, you you risk losing people. So Mm -hmm. that's why it's, uh, it just makes sense to do it that way. But
0: how involved are you with their speeches, both the inductors and the inductees?
3: Me personally, not not as much. I mean, we have Mm -hmm. a creative team, and that's something the producer director will get involved in. That's there to aid, Um, you know. Yeah, we you know we, we put. You know the speeches are usually on teleprompter for them, mm-hmm. so that we do see them in advance. I think it's even for this year it'd probably be more important to see them yeah. in advance so you know from a, you know, all the discussions always- there will be dis- once once the inductors are set and for the people getting in there'll be a discussion with them like here's how much time you have right now in the past we'd say if you go along, don't worry about it we'll edit it we'll post. edit yep, it we'll fix it, it. In we'll post. fix it in post but that's it will be a different discussion this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, for sure.
1: Yeah. I also always feel like there's always at least one or two artists who get up on stage holding their piece of paper that they like they going. wrote that they wrote backstage then they're like putting their glasses on, they're taking them off, they're looking at the paper and they're mm-hmm. not looking at the paper. I'm talking about Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Nicks.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also
1: other ones in the yeah, past too. Like course. there've been so many where like a person will bring up their paper and then they're reading it off the thing. I feel like this year that's not going to fly. Yeah.
3: Get it together, guys. We're going to do television. our best. Again, it's live TV. You never and know what's going to happen. Stars, but baby. We're going to do what they want. We're going to. Have it as well rehearsed and buttoned up as uh, as we can.
1: Is there, we have heard, or we've postulated, or maybe heard that sometimes a, a performer will not perform even if they are living and capable, if the hall is not able to meet their production value requests, or like that that's was, kind of our
0: working theory of, of Janet Jackson. Of Janet,
1: last year. or with um, who else didn't perform? Was, I mean,
0: Radiohead was, was they were, yeah, Radiohead. There. No,
1: but wasn't it? Like oh,
0: we talked about uh, NWA. NWA. Where it kind of feels like there's maybe a willingness on their part to perform, but to do it their way, which goes beyond the production... The production, production limitations
1: of, of a, the hall
0: And of the ceremony, where you need to clear things out and keep along. things moving.
3: Yeah, I mean, with Janet, we did our best to try to get her to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, we would have loved for her to perform. She had a lot going on at the time, as Just well. Getting ready
1: for a Vegas residency. You know,
3: mm-hmm. um, so, despite... We had... All the right people talking to her sure it wasn't just us it was people that she's very close with i'm sure um, Questlove love was probably a part of um we, <laughs> we 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 had we uh recruited you know her, her her inner circle as much as we could because we
1: jimmy jam is in her ear like come on girl <laughs> do it like. um,
3: and everybody would have wanted it we would have loved it you know she at the end of the day opted not but she also gave it. A, I thought she gave a great speech. I really I liked was, her I, speech. I thought it was a, a really emotional moment, and I think that's what you know people remember from it. You know, N.W.A. I'm trying to remember. I mean, obviously, we 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 would have loved for them to perform. We ended up doing the. Uh, we the, did the there G- was no performance. That's right. There was no performance for that. Yeah. Um. I think what Ice Cube has said. And I think he said it on
0: Stern, where he was like, "We had something we wanted to do. They said no, and we were like, all right. Which uh, makes, leads me to believe they had something that like. Well, you have to. I mean, I mean, one probably.
3: But yeah, I mean, you have to do it within the. There are some parameters. Some con- con- it it con- just yeah. has nothing to do with the artist or anything else or an unwillingness. It's just there's only so much when you're doing, you know, multiple acts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. People don't bring their, you know, if someone's on if, if someone's doing a Vegas show, yeah. you can't. You're not just like bringing that Vegas show to this show. You have to do it within yeah. the yeah, parameter set up, and it's not. It's not it. intended to be all about. A big production with a lot of effects and everything. I mean, there's mm-hmm. great lighting and screens and things that we do to enhance the performance, but at the end of the day, it's really about. Seeing those people do those songs it's not it's not supposed to replicate their concerts
0: right which was, sometimes doesn't resonate with the artists themselves unfortunately
1: I, and I'm curious was there ever a discussion of doing like kind of like what Madonna uh, another person does like a tribute to Janet yeah, yeah like we just yeah. live would she was she un, not amenable to no, that or I just
3: don't think that you know, I don't think that was it it was just a matter of you know if you're gonna do that you want to aim really high. Yeah, because
1: you can't get it's like how to bigger an easy, than. And that's not And by Janet, the way, that's like also,
3: I mean, Janet's because it's so much about the production with her, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, even to get someone else to do it, it's going to take a lot of work on someone else's part to come yeah. in. It's not like coming to sit at the piano and sing a song.
1: Exactly. They would you need know, to, you like, hire to, dancers and, so, make so a the kind whole of level thing. of
3: artist that you would, so an artist like Janet deserves to do that, you know, it was, there would be a lot involved in that. So, and we we were, you know, holding out till as long as we could to see if she would actually perform. So you yeah. can't actually go out and, yeah. And that's else. not yeah. something you can put together a week before the show, yeah. right? Of course. I want to You know, to again, perform. I think uh, she did great. I think oh, yeah. she delivered on her speech and that was a really special moment.
1: And then I mm-hmm. have to ask a question that has been sticking in my craw for so long. Mm-hmm. I was almost going to ask if you weren't I, you weren't, I, I, I will absolutely. It. It's, my I biggest, exactly it's my biggest it's my biggest like beef with the hall right now is that there was no Aretha tribute. No live Aretha tribute, and I am I'm still so salty about it. What happened?
3: Um, you know, it was definitely something discussed. I mean, the, the, the challenge there was there had already been a number, obviously a number of Aretha tributes done. Yes. Um, I, f- I forget I forget actually when she passed, what the timing of when she actually passed was. Let's just say there was plenty of time to put together to put together <laughs> but there King. had also been a number of other true the, the I mean her funeral was a big a big lot big big of big other role. tributes the, the Grammys and had done one f- on one hand you don't want to go back and try to retread what had already been done and all, a lot of those places had shows had like the kind of artists that you would want to do that yeah um, so you wanna, you know
1: I'm just like listen, it's
3: it's I don't know if there's a right answer.
1: I'm mm-hmm. over here just like Chris uh, Cornell, uh, uh, not even in the hall, gets a whole song of his done. We got, you know
0: Glenn Fry. Glenn
1: Fry I mean, it's wild the people who've gotten tributes and she's the first woman inducted into the hall. She right. is so iconic and so important. And it's like I was so disappointed. I was like, there's going to, there has to be a tribute to her. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a tribute. They're going to get everyone in the world there and it's going to be so. <laughs> bad. And then I was. Well, again, sad. you have to
3: realize a lot of those, the, pe- of the people that are on that list had already done, they had already done tributes they to had- her. So it feels maybe like a retread. Listen, she, uh, very well aware that she's the first woman to get in and how important and. Iconic she is. So
1: I'm just like they gave so much time to so many other people who are but so. If you're not less gonna do it the her. way it,
3: it do it right and have the level of artist it deserves, then that's those, those are those would make for the tough decisions.
1: I and I'm like just then do then do, do a big package. Just a I know we used the her version of Amazing Grace and she got like the last like screen grab on the on the memorial, but I was like Yeah she deserved more from the hall like she was so wow. important, I was I was very disappointed. That's and now I, I, and now you know I
3: I, I, I understand your position. Now the complaint has officially been written. I un- yes. I, un- I understand the position. You can't you know it's. Uh...
1: I mean I do understand it would have been sad if it had not been a. Incredible, just like all out <laughs> banger of a, a Yeah, because you have
3: to you don't uh, want to thrown together. Yeah, you yeah. don't want it to be You don't want a B level uh, version of that. Yeah. Especially no, for the rock hall.
1: Absolutely not. But I just was like I was I'm like, they've got Janet there.
0: Like I mean, Janelle Monet was Janelle there. Janelle Monet is there.
1: Like this could really be something. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, Michelle Obama. <laughs> I keep saying that I wanted Michelle Obama just to be there. there. Just, just there, just there on stage. <laughs> Near them at the <clears throat> piano, you get Alicia Keys. I mean, you had the um, the Nina Simone tribute. It was very beautiful, and you could. Uh,
0: We've seen it done before. I'm just
1: saying, <laughs> you could be. You know, she's uh,
0: Well, uh, I'm curious about, and this might be something that you have no knowledge of, but this uh, this singles category Ooh, that they've yeah. done the past <laughs> few years, <laughs> it was cut out of the broadcast last year. Yes. Uh, I'm curious if that is our indication that it is not long for this world.
3: Uh, I wouldn't say that.
0: Okay, Ooh. I wouldn't say
3: that. Do you, so, <laughs> okay. so we might be getting a singles category this year. So the show is still being uh, put together. Again, there's a, once we know who's coming, mm-hmm. who's doing what, who's what songs are being done, uh-huh. who, then you allot it, your time.
0: Oh, I'm Joel, so excited Joel, for the big It's really up to you
3: know, it's Joel Gallant's responsibility to put together a format for the show. Um, to your point, there's going to be, you know, you have to find some things, interstitial things to fill, yeah. to fill in some gaps and so forth. Um, you know, so I think all things are still uh, being discussed. In play, okay. Yeah, I'll register my. Uh, how, how should I put this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just let let your voice be heard. You know, stand up and sing, Joe. Tell us tell us how you feel.
0: I'll just say that. Uh, if you cut it I don't think the ceremony Would lose anything
1: Yes I absolutely agree And it would bum me out If like something else Got less time So that Lil Steven Could talk about What songs are Essential bar band songs
3: It would I, bum listen, me out I like The, the concept of it Of the songs mm-hmm. that You know maybe The artist's we'll never get in, but these songs are Hall of Fame yes. worthy, is and, a valid concept. And then oh. he throws
1: in
0: an Isley Brothers
3: song, and you're like, Stephen, what are you doing?
1: Joe was livid. <laughs> I, I screamed,
0: because we were at the ceremony. We were
1: at the ceremony last year. He was I, I screamed. livid. He literally went, what is the point? He was <laughs> so mad. Uh, because we had always, we, we have thought. Because
0: I, mean, I thought the first year of the singles category was actually done pretty well.
1: Yeah. I was pretty on board those With all those choices Agreed thing. And
0: there's plenty of
3: other songs To choose from so too That many. are, that are so deserving we
0: even went so far As to do a draft Of what songs we thought Maybe would be included In the next year And we were so We have a lot of
1: episodes to fill I don't yeah. know if you can tell
0: <laughs> We were so off In a way where we were like Oh Well fuck this
1: Nothing matters Like there is no criteria That you can really look to If it's gonna be bands That are already in And bands that
0: are just that Little Steven likes. It really feels like his thing... It, I would like it maybe if there were more people voting, maybe there was more of a process to have uh, a, more of a consensus from a lot of different voices. But when it kind of all feels like bands that could be played in Little Steven's underground garage on Sirius XM, then I don't really know the value of the category. I don't know if it's
3: quite to that it's quite to that extent. He would never but, in a uh, million
0: years put Rapper's Delight in the singles category,
3: even though that's one of the ones that I, I usually should. That's how I by feel. By the way, I don't disagree that that's a song that... Cause you know Sugar Hill Gang yeah, Are not getting in They're not in, getting in no, But that really song likely. is
1: iconic Important It's a good single It's like
3: the I agree It's the quintessential yeah. And he would never In a million years You don't know that He would, <laughs> I don't know that He just put in a fucking Sam and Dave song I don't know I, don't know <laughs> I mean I, I will You know uh, I, I'm, fe- I'm focused on other parts Of the show <laughs> Yeah it feels like That's not
0: your uh, Your jurisdiction um, Just
1: let it be known <laughs>
0: I'm curious uh, because there was a rumor, but it, it proved to be untrue that the ceremony this year was going to be in a much bigger venue than the public hall. But it feels uh, if I'm unless I'm mistaken, the public hall auditorium in Cleveland is where the ceremony
3: is happening. As far as I know, it is. OK,
0: <laughs> which to me seems like a small venue for uh, an event of this magnitude, especially for the city of Cleveland you, that gets excited.
3: Have you actually been to it? I, in have not in been, I have not been
0: to the public. I hall. love it
3: there. Okay. When it's in, you know, it's much smaller than the Barclays. It's smaller than the Barclays. I don't know actually what the official capacity is. It's a historic venue. It's, mm-hmm. I think the Beatles played there. I mean, it really is. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of history in that room, and it feels like there's, for an arena, it actually feels kind of intimate. Okay. Whereas sometimes when you get into the giant places, you um, lose something. You, you can. Um, again, I'm not. I have nothing to do with the with with the venue selection. Okay. I'm 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 glad it's there. Okay. Uh, just as a fan, it just feels. I know there's some kind of energy in that place. How
1: does it work then? Is there like sp- spillover? viewing places or something like that?
0: I know there's like a in Cleveland they have like a separate screening room I think at the hall itself at the rock hall the museum oh at the museum okay they do a a concurrent event where you can watch that
3: makes sense I obviously haven't been to and
1: also everyone will be able to just be watching it live on that's the thing it's not as special anymore because having a
0: live stream is just going to be on what I'm assuming is HBO Max given that I think that's the new HBO thing that is doing streaming events yeah again don't know from what I understand don't know we mentioned him previously because you're you're tight with him. John Sykes is the new chairperson of the hall. Uh, there are so many different little um, positions within the hall, whether it's the CEO, Joel Parisman, or mm-hmm. the person who's running the nominating committee, John or the Landau. person who
1: orders the hoagie, whatever. Oh, don't God, worry it about is. it. I knew that was <laughs> I had come. to, had to.
0: Um, Greg Harris, who's the CEO of the museum, yep. and then there's the then there's the board. And then there's a the chairperson of the board. I'm wondering if you could, and maybe you have absolutely no idea, there's just so many different, seemingly very important, powerful positions. With Sykes as the new chairperson of the board, what that means potentially? Like going forward do, with with him at the helm, so to speak. Also, is he really at the helm? What does anything mean? My question.
3: <laughs> well, he's listen, I, I, th- I think f- formally, I don't even, I think he, Officially started first of the year, if I'm not mistaken. i could be wrong about that. So, okay. and you know, I mean, Joel, like Joel Parisman, his—he he comes into work every day. His—he's working on Rock and Roll Hall of Fame every day, and he's mm-hmm. got a full—he's got a real full-time job. Oh. Um, right. He's the CEO. Yes, a, his... of the Rock and Roll. I think it's I don't think, maybe it's called the Rock and Roll Hall Hall of Fame Foundation.
0: Foundation versus the museum.
3: Yeah, right. So that's you know, it's not just about—it doesn't just revolve around this event. He is working on it on things year-round and they do there's a lot of other initiatives and hopefully there'll be more initiatives that they're doing greg is obviously responsible for the the museum itself that's the most clear one to me yeah i get that
1: joe's trying to get a mental org chart going for the hall he's got a i don't want to show you his room because he does have a big <laughs> board with string he's got a cards, note cards. Yeah.
3: Push pins
1: what does it all mean and john
3: listen john obviously has a you know he's another job is a senior executive at iheart He's been uh, he's been on the nominee committee as long as I have. He's been on before I have been. He's, because mm-hmm. I've known John since 1982. He's as passionate a music guy as I've m- met my time in the business and still is to this day. He's hardworking. It's his energy. Like I remember my energy when I was in the early days. I'm still pretty passionate. I don't know if I have quite the energy I did. John mm-hmm. still does. Sure, he's a force in nature. Um, So I'm actually excited to see what he brings to this. And Mm -hmm. and Jan, Jan, Jan's a legend. And the opportunity to work with Jan while he was, while I was doing it was great. You know, great. We developed a nice relationship and he was, you know, he, I think he respected my opinions on things and I grew to the point where I was comfortable giving them to him.
0: Okay. Um, That's
3: nice. You know, I felt, I felt like they were, he was letting me, they were letting me into their world. So Mm -hmm. someone like that, that is an icon in this business was, was great to, have that experience with. I think John will bring, you know, some new energy to it and mm-hmm. some new excitement. And, you know, I think because he's in the current artist business, I think it's going to be important to bring current artists, not just for this, obviously for the show, but other ways to engage current artists in mm-hmm. in rock and roll fame kind of functions, I think will be important to continue the legacy of the hall and make sure it still continues to be vital and just doesn't fade away over time.
0: Right, yeah. Be- so that's what, I'm, that's what I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. In order to keep the hall... A living, breathing thing. Yeah. I, yeah, think that like, I hope
1: there are some really great Whitney and Biggie tributes. That's me personally, just putting it out there. I really hope that they're live mm-hmm. and awesome, <laughs> and that me too. You know, well, that's, that's
3: that's the goal.
1: Like you know <laughs> that that we fly all of New York to Cleveland and get it pop, pop in, in on stage. That is really what I'm hoping.
3: Well, we we're on the same page. Though. Yeah, beautiful.
1: I think too. You know it is the this way in all aspects of society but so much of this business trades on relationships and trades on who you know and who you identify with and who you've known since you know your whole life and stuff like that and you just mentioned seven names and i they were all men and they're all mm-hmm. white i'm mm-hmm. assuming tell me if i'm wrong no, I'll, but, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know and it feels like so much of it is your friends hire their friends hire their friends hire their friends and you like the people who are like you and I mean, it makes it it makes its own boys club, whether it was intentional or not. How are you guys working to diversify that to bring in more women and more people of color and stuff into these big executive positions? Because that is hard
3: understood yeah i'm probably not the best person to answer that (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, because you're not necessarily you're not exactly in charge no i am no i'm not i am one of the old white guys that's uh, that's, (laughs) right uh, but no listen the nominating committee has has, the face of the nominating committee has changed a lot since i've been on it it's gotten much more diverse you know there's always still room to grow but it's Mm -hmm. got it's i would look back when I first joined, there was forty-some people on it. I mean, yeah. you needed to camp out there for a day for that meeting because there's so many people in the God, room. Got a lot a... of
1: a lot of hoagies if you're gonna be there. That good hoagies,
3: long. good, good. There weren't hoagies. It was just it was, that's it's always a the hoagie. <laughs>
1: Everyone's trying to tell me it's not a hoagie, but I know it's a hoagie.
3: Christian likes to say it's a hoagie, and I like to we...
1: say that there's a big long hoagie that goes down the middle of the table,
3: and everybody. I takes hate, hate bite. to shatter your uh, shatter your. Illusions. You wouldn't be the first, be, and it's unshatterable. <laughs> so
1: it's what I believe. Um
3: But I. I've seen it just in you know as a participant and observer how it's changed over time, and obviously a lot of when John took over, that was a question he's been asked a lot, and mm-hmm. I would probably defer to him to uh, yeah to answer that. But I'm confident that uh, it's 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 not something that is taken lightly. The irony is, you know, I hear a lot of times a lot of it's not only about the diversity of the the actual committee members, but the nominees, the inductees, mm-hmm. and a lot of the big female artists who have gotten lobbied for and then nominated me and come from... Got, you know, it's, 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 it's not just women pitch ma- oh, women yeah. and men pitch I, men. Yeah, you know? I
1: don't believe that. I just mean, like, in the executive function of a, an organization, right. it's going to inadvertently be affected by the makeup of who's at the top, mm-hmm. regardless of what's going on in the middle, regardless of what's going on, you know, at the, um, like, front-facing part, you know, in the yep. ceremony, for example... But it's it's kind of like who's at the top. And it's I mean, I I have empathy for the idea for the concept of like you wanna work with the people that you know and you trust and you've worked with for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we all just have to make concerted efforts to to do better and be better so if you could deliver that message at the i top, think that, that i think that message has been me. I, I have a
3: feeling that message has already been delivered and mm-hmm. heard like i'm not a member of the board right so i know they'll probably make efforts on that side i just would say that knowing john as well as I, I can't think of anybody more qualified to do this job than mm-hmm. john oh cool yeah it's kind of ironic to be sort of working for him again after uh, yeah right. I mean, we've always stayed close it's but working for him again and i'm excited about what he's gonna potentially bring to this so um, i'm
1: intrigued by it's gonna be a live ceremony i just am like Mm -hmm. what does this mean we've had joe made me watch as many live ceremonies as he could get his hands on like i said we have a lot of episodes to film and so (laughs) i cannot imagine uh, i'm just like how is it gonna get cut into you have a really big job on your Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) hands It keeps it exciting. We're, we we talk about it every day.
1: I like it too because you do not seem daunted, and I think that is that gives me confidence. Well, I'm not producing the
3: show. <laughs> I'm not the director <laughs> or producer of the show. <laughs> True. Talk to talk to Joel. He may feel uh, <laughs> differently, but no. Listen, I I think that any good. I don't want to speak for him, but any great producer director likes new challenges thrown at yeah. them. And I think I don't think anybody just wanted to. Well, let's just do the show the same way we've been doing. And I think the whole you know a lot of this with John with John coming in and like how do we take the show and I mean I've loved all the shows we've done and I think Alex did an amazing job in the five years he did this show and loved working with him so I don't think is there any reflection on that I think it's just how do you without trying to like be like an and, and without trying to be like one of the other shows Yeah, that's something yeah. we're not yeah, we're not trying to be like let's try to be like the Grammys mm-hmm. or the you know the AMAs or the Billboard Awards or the VMAs it's not that at all but how do you just continue to try some new things? And live seemed like a really instant, instant way to all of a sudden change yeah. the whole yeah. vibe the right off the bat. That's, yeah, it's that's a drastic way to uh, shake. Things yeah, so up. that just as a starting point, that mm-hmm. that forces a, you know, makes you change your way of thinking. So, can I ask you a question? Oh, yeah. So, what do you Ooh. think of the inductees this year?
0: I feel <laughs> like it's a solid class. I'm happy to see different. Uh, Not just genres, but eras represented. Uh, After Radiohead did not get in their first year, I was a little worried about... And and that year was a very... Like every inductee in 2018 had been eligible for a very long time. I was worried that the hall wouldn't be able to consistently remain current and would get a little stuck in previous eras. But when you see this year we have Nine Inch Nails and we have Notorious B.I.G. and Whitney Houston, those... And even you think of like Depeche Mode, you have artists who had significant work in the 90s and all four of those had, it's a wide array of genre. And I think the rock hall is at its best when it is representing different facets Mm -hmm. of music. I think that's important. Uh, I was a little dismayed that I really thought Pat Benatar would be a slam dunk.
1: It is... My biggest beef. (laughs) It just felt like she
3: just seemed... We did our job. We got her on the ballot. And and you know what? It's, It's her first year on the ballot, and I... I would certainly hope that the same level of enthusiasm that went into pitching her last year will will happen again. Yeah, I would I certainly thought, advocate that. Yeah. I
1: thought she was just going to...
3: It seemed like a slam dunk because she is like... She's a classic
0: rock artist in the mold of a lot of those artists who are snubbed but then get on the ballot and then get in immediately. Not to mention she is a woman and the Hall <clears> has <throat> struggled with getting the proper amount of female inductees in. So it felt like, oh, this is going to be a layup. She's, she's a classic rock she's, she's
1: can, alive she's touring she, like... she'll,
3: she'll perform and be I'll great I'll stop you I'll stop you when I disagree <laughs> yeah,
0: you know and so that that was and a little She's
1: certifiably rocks
0: she, I mean yeah, you yeah. cannot say she's not rock and roll yeah. there's no argument there so that was a little disappointing otherwise I, I feel pretty good <laughs> I mean I would have I thought the ballot was I really pretty... wanted
1: Shaka Khan to get in this year too
0: That that's uh, there's uh, you know uh, as someone who's followed this for a long time there a few artists where it just when Kraftwerk and, and Rufus and you know don't get in you, it's expected at this point because of keep trying gotta yeah. can't, can't blame got us for keep keeping tr- for yeah, trying
1: MC5 someday I, <laughs> yeah,
3: <right? laughs> I know they're the three they're the <laughs> like... yeah Chic Sheik, Sheik was like that for a long time yeah. and then but Niall... then
1: you know the Nile Rogers
3: well he because there was so much more to him than just Chic yeah, that right. it felt like re- it didn't feel like oh we better get him in somehow it really yeah. felt he was very deserving of that because mm-hmm. he done so much beyond Chic. That- but
1: that does put a lid on the Chic nominating. I think I don't think there's going yeah, to be any, again. any Chic. <laughs> probably you're probably, the you're probably correct there. In the uh, future,
3: probably correct there. Like, but-
1: let's get Carol King on as a not, as a performer. Mm-hmm.
3: That's-
0: yeah, and I, I guess yeah. I would have when it comes to the ballot. It it felt a little light when it, especially given the kind of the cultural conversation. It felt pretty light for women inductees. I thought the ballot was... So who would you have Wanted to see on there That wasn't on the ballot Oh I'd love to see The, the Go-Go's. Go-Go's Would have loved to see I mean I, do, I think Still there's time a, There's a case to be made For Carly Simon Yes uh, I think Tina Turner Tina Solo Turner Solo mm-hmm. uh, Even bands that aren't Fully just women Like the B-52's Yes Or the Eurythmics Or even a band Like the Pixies That at the very least Is not all male Or Joy Division Slash New Order Which if, if I can If I His If you can If I can get you to leave bitch. With one (laughs) thing that you remember is that if joy division comes up it has to be joy division slash new order just, if could, just Just know, putting. I in get one. that. I don't together. know if you can actually do that, though. Oh, you can. Can you? The Faces and the small faces were inducted together. Parliament okay. and Funkadelic was nominated together. Uh, He's got the receipts to back it up. There's okay. precedent. I, I think it's. Right. I think it's very important because if you just induct Joy Division, you don't. You're more or less inducting New Order without the woman, which is I think <laughs> bad. That would be bad. Optics. Understood. Also I they're the same band. Right. Obviously. They I just know, charging with a different name. As you
3: know, I know. you uh, I know. I uh, know. we're working in the music industry half the time. You <laughs> well we'll say, listen, I'm encouraged with the cure getting in last year and Depeche Mode getting in this year. Yeah, got it. That's a lane that had yeah. ha, I think it's had been, been underrepresented. For, yeah. And I think that's opened the door to mm-hmm. all you know, there's
1: The Cure all. used to be Joe's biggest snub, and so it was yeah. very, very exciting last year. It was when they got
0: uh, in. I'm curious if you guys think because obviously, the next up in that lane would probably be the Smiths, and who have been on the ballot before yes, twice. But I wonder if you guys think, "Oh, that sounds like a nightmare," just given that <laughs> they don't get along, and Morrissey is a white nationalist. <laughs> <And> <laughs> if that is something that occurs <sighs> to you, like. We put we get to pesh mode they we know they perform everybody <laughs> loves them they're great we can ensure their performance almost a hundred percent but with the smiths it is it is a whole they mess. put in
1: dire straits though you have to remember they do not care i'm sorry I, I didn't mean to take the answer for you but
3: and how great would it be if the smiths actually came and performed right yeah so that's the other thing you're rolling the <laughs> dice <laughs> like, yeah. you're you're not playing the odds I, exactly. I, I by the way no i who knows mm-hmm. we've you don't had, we've think, nev- you don't think of the live show when nominating no and i think that's imp- I, I i don't think you should because Good. i yeah. i think that's and i will say that is something that is hammered into our heads it's like don't get so caught up in, you know, in part, of me all has, part of me because I dream work on big. it has to, yeah. always, is, you is think always thinking like that but at the end of the day you're putting on you're inducting people because they're Hall of Fame worthy and then you have that it's your job you're to figure out how to make that then it's your, your job how to, how to make that into <laughs> good. hopefully yeah. good television it's not like what it would be good television and let's back it into it that way That's uh, which yeah. is yeah. tempting tempting but it's not fair it's not right okay all right, that's a, and that's just maybe my, but it's a, you know it's a balance too because mm-hmm. you have to be. It's become the ceremony has become a big deal, and mm-hmm. you want to be thinking about what that could be. And I have these fantasies like, wow, wouldn't it be amazing if the Smiths actually reunited on the Rock? Like, how great yeah. would that be if they reunited on the Rock and Roll of Fame? But what happens? You know, Oasis is eligible, right? Yeah. You know, they were eligible for the first time this past year. They didn't make. We they thought they make, might get nominated. They didn't make the and, ballot, yeah. but would they? You know, what kind of fight? Part would it of me, part
1: yeah. of stage. <laughs>
3: Part is like, God, we should nominate him just to see what happens. Yeah, you know? yeah. well, it
1: would cause well,
3: and but like- but I also don't think that's yeah. the reason. That I, I say that, kidding, half kidding, yeah, half serious, because there's an argument to be made that Oasis is Hall of Fame worthy. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they Absolutely. will. Th- I think they will be. They'll show up. Yeah. I mean in in the sense That they will not They will physically (laughs) show up But they will Show up on
1: the ballot
0: feel strongly That soon enough They'll be on the
3: ballot Yeah Yeah. And not everybody has to be You know I get Obviously the the, the nominating committee Is public knowledge For a long time I don't think it was Public knowledge Who was on the nominating Mm -hmm. committee It clearly is in print now Yeah And people know So everybody gets worked On certain things So the minute the clock Hits 25 You know There's certain You get certain calls And uh
1: Wow Is it Is it like being Are people for your consideration Like campaigning you
3: Um Yeah You know listen I I i think sending the, you, i think everybody gets you it.
1: cds in the mail <laughs> Retro- <laughs> career retrospectives yeah. their box I, sets
3: <laughs> i you know the hall gets a lot of fans vote you know coming to them i mean that's a conversation if you ever get to talk to greg harris that mm-hmm. he's the one you know and when he's in the meet he sort of represents the hall yeah, there. The so face, he always brings know. up like who the people that the fans and well, now they have this they have this the thing the they big big have the thing year, at the yeah. hall of fame now where you can oh, actually yeah. vote for oh, who, yeah, who you would like to see in
0: does greg bring that up in the
3: meetings like, yeah, that's part, like you know, part, of, his, part of his role is mm-hmm. definitely to um, make people aware. I mean, it yeah. doesn't necessarily influence the choices, but... Which we saw this year, because we thought last year, I mean,
0: the top two names were Def Leppard and Stevie Nicks. Right. And we were thought, okay, does this weird kiosk at the museum have a lot of sway? And then the next year, it was uh, Motley Crue and Blink-182, and obviously
3: yeah. they were not on the best. And for a
1: while, it was like Freddie Mercury <laughs> solo. Was it was like, funny. what is happening?
3: Yeah. The people uh, don't... I mean, I like... A, listen, a no, I think everybody... Does other I mean I mean I'm I'm a numbers guy you know I always <laughs> like to see the stats and mm-hmm. like to see what you know who and, does and well
1: in the kiosk Pat Benatar
3: it's true she does every year and she does well in the fan vote as well mm-hmm. yeah she was she, she was was she number two she yeah, was after uh, after
1: the Dave Matthews Band <laughs> run away yeah. well I mean
3: Dave Matthews is active and has oh yeah ton, they tons and yeah. tons of passionate fans Rattled. so. I would have been surprised yeah. if Amy Matthews didn't win the fan vote. Yeah, no, to be he's honest. got a Horde
1: right. tours worth
3: of, I mean, truly. Of fans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, without a doubt.
1: Do you remember the Horde tour?
0: No, it was like Blues Blues travelers uh,
1: tour in the 90s. (laughs) It was like their Lollapalooza kind of thing. That's okay. It was a Chicago thing, I think. I'll sit out. I can't remember.
0: Uh, And I guess my last, I don't know if it's a question, but more of just a suggestion I'll put to you. (laughs) If you have any sway in getting people ballots to vote on... You might, you, you know, maybe you have some new friends who think about this stuff all the time and are a- probably thinking about it more than anyone else in the country. So. <laughs> Which you know?
3: even, I love. Even and, against and, their
1: own will. Yeah. And respect if and been appreciate. In a podcast. I mean,
3: I'll, I'll, <laughs> all I'll say is that we want the people that vote to feel as passionate about it as we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and to really care and not just. Yeah. Take, I take it. Listen, I take it seriously. I get excited when I get my ballot still.
1: Oh, um, yeah. You
3: know, I have other friends who, who, who are voters who do it and they. I I don't post my votes online. I keep that. Mm-hmm. I keep who I voted to myself. But some people are so proud, like they'll take a you know put on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. They get their ballot, and here's yeah. who I voted for, and they want it out there. And- oh
1: yeah, we've talked to people. We've, we've-
3: we ca- we had two episodes where we called
0: people. I think actually I broached that to you, and you were like, "I produce a ceremony. I can't tell you my <laughs> You're like, Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, we've talked to people. We've pressured people. We've changed people's we've ballots. We've changed people's ballots for the better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we have. We got. I got Chuck O'Connor vote this year. I got Janet one last year. All right. All right. Well, that's
3: good. <laughs> We're doing our best. And listen, it's 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 more transparent than I think it's ever been to the degree it can be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are people, not that the voting list is made public, but there are people that vote that publicly go out and say, you know, that it's not talking. You know, I think it's different to talk about it as a voter as opposed to, you know, there's certain things that I have to be a little more uh, discreet. Yeah. Absolutely. About because uh, of my role. But I think those are people that are really excited to to do it and feel like they have a you know one or two votes can make a make a difference. My God, you know, wow,
1: it really is. It's like literally, you're like on the nominating committee. It's like you can't be thinking about what the show is going to be like. It's like the nominating committee is voting in the primary, and then the general election election. is when everybody gets their ballots, and one or two votes can really make a difference. But I,
3: I personally love the ballot this year. I think the ballot. It was a great nominating meeting. The ballot we came out of there with. You know, had a little something for everybody, mm-hmm. and also as a uh, hard, as a hard, rock, hard band. rock band, it you was were... uh, it was strong. Got a
0: lot of choices there.
3: It was strong, and you know, we'll never know. It could be maybe there were too many. I don't think there's any hard evidence to point to that. It's just you know, people can theorize.
0: Mm-hmm. If you clear a lane for hip hop, maybe clear a lane for heavy metal. You know, because we feel like the lanes yeah. are cleared for.
3: But a couple years songs. ago, when Priest was on. Was there any other thing in the heart? I don't. You would remember probably better than I would. For who that, else Who I mean, else was for, on that ballot?
0: that year, I mean, I guess they were going up against Bon Jovi. They were going up against a lot of kind of classic rock artists. Bon- I mean, Bon Jovi, Moody
3: Blues, right. Demonstrates, Cars all oh, got in God, that year. Oh, God, I
1: really did not enjoy that year. <laughs> I did not enjoy Again, that year. Again, there were, what,
3: 16 on the ballot this year? Correct. I mean, they all deserve to be in,
0: mm-hmm. in my opinion. <laughs> I'd say with one exception for me, but that's, yeah. <laughs> and that would be? And that would be, you know. DMB. Our man, Dave. <laughs> not, not, you know, honestly... I think do you mean e-
3: ever or now? That's, the, that's, that's exactly That's how I
1: feel. I'm okay. like, not, that's exactly not so then that but
3: that So that's but okay then. Now. He is Hall of Fame worth, you know, maybe he doesn't, you're saying he doesn't have to be first or second. Yeah. I think he was eligible last, last year. This last is the first, this this was this was first ballot. Not everybody has eligible. to get on the first ballot. Yeah.
0: I think uh, I, it also is just odd to me, given that the other artists, contemporaries that I think would be more uh, worthy, like say a Beck or a Smashing Pumpkins or OutKast, for Dave to get on the ballot before they do, to me was strange. But you know That's the beauty of
3: it It's Mm -hmm. all subjective I really
1: want to know What it was like I know that you probably Cannot talk about it But it's just like It is so funny Because we've talked To someone else Who was on the nomcom I can't remember who It was
3: Amy
0: Linden Yeah and I was (laughs) like
1: When they brought him Up the Dave Matthews band Nobody was like What? She was like No Everyone was like disgusted, (laughs) Seriously And then decided To nominate him I'm like Okay
3: Yeah and it's That's why I think Having the Again, we have a great group. The, the people in the committee all come from different tastes, all mm-hmm. you know, all converging. And I think people – I, I could even say for myself, there's people that I've been in that – gone into that meeting saying that they weren't even on my radar that I ended up supporting because somebody made a really passionate case for them. Do, do, are do, you at liberty to <laughs> say – Well, even educating me. Like I didn't actually know that much about uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp before she came up in that meeting. And I, I was aware of the name, but I I felt kind of bad. That I I didn't really mm-hmm. know a lot, and I I learned
1: that I didn't know anything about her or until I watched that induction ceremony. That was yeah. actually she, my she favorite was, part and I'm, of it. You
3: know, clearly deserved to be in, as mm-hmm. you know, the influence part obviously is something that's always stressed. But going into that, I would never have even thought about it.
0: Do you feel like you have convinced
3: people? Yeah, yeah. Do
1: you think you were you able to sway some people onto a prog rock band? Yes, I,
3: I have, and I think people have told me after the fact. You know, it's like. I don't like this kind of music, but I can see for the people who do like it, like how important this band is. Mm -hmm. So I've had people come up to me and say they supported something that they didn't personally like. Yeah. Which is the biggest problem? If you're just going on personal taste, oh yeah, that's why when you're doing anr, you can't just sign things just because you like them. Exactly. Yeah, there's some, some level we've all done that, and we've all learned our lesson that you sign something just because you like, and then you find six other people that actually like them, and <laughs> mm-hmm. you pay a million you have dollars. $6. They, they, you pay a million dollars, they sell twelve hundred records. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not Yikes. that ever happened to me. Oh, but uh, <laughs> no way, no way. So with the group we have now, that you can have those. You know, people are much more receptive. I mean, I was. And I was scared shitless My first meeting I was in Oh sure Because I didn't know what to expect And there was a lot of people And a lot of people Have been doing it a long time Mm -hmm. And a lot of A lot of journalists Who I know Specifically with music Like like hate prog rock Yeah (laughs) Like literally Unabashedly Unashamedly Like Will go out of their way To say how much They hate it Mm -hmm. I think I started my first the first meeting I was in, I think I said, Hi, my name is Rick and I'm a prog rock fan.
2: <laughs> just, like to kind of, just, just to put, get it out to, there. Just to put it out
3: there. Oh, yeah. Let and them know. um you know, if you're talking about Genesis or Yes or Rush, mm-hmm. proud to proud it. proud to fight the fight. Fight the good fight. They're all they're all very deserving. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad they got in. And one of my one of my other favorite moments ever from a Hall of Fame ceremony, we we did it in LA the year that Rush got in. Right. Um and it was at the beginning of the show when I mean, the, f- the crowd was literally 90% Rush fans, mm-hmm. as you can imagine, in, oh, yes. the, in the theater. And Jan Wenner would always come out to start the show and list the inductees. Mm-hmm. And when he got to Rush, I mean, literally, he could speak for like another three minutes because the crowd just wouldn't Went stop. Nuts. yeah. Wouldn't stop cheering. And it was great. I got, you know, that was... It was a validating moment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think people that probably were not Rush fans that didn't understand what that was like saw that. And it's again, it's there's plenty of bands that have Diehard fans that maybe aren't Hall of Fame worthy, mm-hmm. Rush clearly was is the exception of that. And I realize there's I, I know why people don't like Rush. you know Rush is not for everybody musically, mm-hmm. but for the people who like and appreciate Rush, they are everything. I mean, you saw it when Neil passed, you know, and I think mm-hmm. it, it was the love to me it, taking away like the masses from the music community and the musician community, you know, it rivaled Bowie and Prince and Tom Petty, the 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 tributes you saw that people were coming out with. Mm-hmm. When Neil, did, Like, what an impact he had on people, especially yeah, it, musicians and just fans.
0: He, uh, uh, beyond whether you like their music or not, you cannot deny the power and the talent of... I mean, Neil Peart's one of the great drummers of all time.
3: Absolutely. You can't... I mean, literally, because yeah. I went back after that and started looking at the lists that everybody would publish... I mean, mm-hmm. Bonham seems to end up number one on every list. Yeah, it's to really which, Bonham, Keith Moon, and but yeah. but Neil's top. You know, if he wasn't top five on someone's list, then it was a bad. Is my opinion is it was a it was a, it was yeah. a bad list. I mean, he was anywhere between two and five on every list. Yeah, well, and even you know, Rolling Stone.
1: Joe always <laughs> makes this case too for the Hall, and it's a valid one, I guess. Uh, but Same that here. that the thing that is cool and good about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is that it does expose you. To things that you wouldn't know about. It's like when I watch the package, I suddenly am like, Oh yeah, maybe Rush kind of rocks a little bit. Like, oh, who is the Paul Butterfield Blues Band? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Sister Rosetta Tharp she kicks ass. I'm learning
3: some stuff. Wanda and- Jackson was another one. I didn't, I didn't know, who, I didn't know who Wanda Jackson was. Oh
0: sure, and she performed. Yeah, uh, which was pretty cool because not often do you get an early influence who then
3: is. We actually put her on round. a VH1 diva show after uh, like uh, induct the uh, 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 divas, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we we, we put her on one of those shows. That's I, because of the rock call. That's how I knew about her. Yeah,
0: and you could see she could still she could yeah. still
3: show up and and bring it.
1: Yeah, I truly. That is one of my catchphrases on the show: "Is induct the divas." I believe we should just induct all the divas. Anyone who's ever been on in the VH1 Divas show, put them Pump all the in. Putting Gloria, Estefan. I do not care. Put them all in. Fan induct of the divas, the divas eh? Divas. I love the divas. <laughs> induct them all. You should
3: do it. That should be another podcast you induct can do. I'll be the all come divas. on Divas. Yes. About that. Okay. I,
1: oh my gosh! Behind the scenes at Divas Live, I live. I can't. <laughs> well, because then then they had that pop up video of the Divas Live. Whew. Joe, that's a crossover for us.
0: I guess so. (laughs) I guess if that's what it is.
1: Another thing that we've talked about with kind of Seymour and the old guard is the idea that it would be cool or that that like there is gonna come a time as the nominating committee gets younger and more diverse that there's not gonna be people who remember these random Ivory Joe Hunter and Yeah, there's not gonna be someone to continue to nominate them for the eighteenth time or whatever. And that at a certain point wouldn't it be great if there was just a, like a veterans a committee. veterans committee mm-hmm. and then they get one every year. They just get to put one in every year. They get to do like an early influence style. Just yeah, then mean, you don't have to put it to the voting body who doesn't know shit. Right. They're just like, hey, this is yeah, good. Trust I, us. I don't
3: I, I don't I don't disagree. And That'd there's other cool in my mind, there's early influences in other genres DJ Cool Herc is an early influence. Yes, yeah. We we, we just talked we just, about him. You know, yeah. he's not going to. If you put him on the ballot, he's never going to get yeah, in by voting. He
0: barely released any recordings. Yeah, you know? but His we importance. we
3: actually we had a hip hop honor show on VH1 yes. too. and our oh first, yes. Our well, first hip hop honor show, we actually we honored him because him. Yeah. he had never really been recognized in that kind of forum before. So I'm certainly hoping that artists like that. Yeah,
1: uh, it would mm-hmm. be so cool if that became like a thing. Where it doesn't have to be like, someone
3: from the 50s. Yeah, is I guess like, what I was saying. To be an early influence. They've... But
1: if there was just like a a gimme, like the nomcom got one gimme that <laughs> well, they get to do. That's kind of a separate thing
0: too. Of just you know? like at a certain point, can't the nomcom just put an MC5, knowing that they're always going to shit the bed? In, in the voting <laughs> <That line>? They're never going to get voted by yeah, I every mean? member of. Like, you listen, know,
3: they they're, so they're, so they, all, they help create a genre. Yeah, craftwork, craftwork, craftwork could be yeah. could yeah. be considered an early influence. I mean, and craftwork, this,
1: just pop them in, do it.
3: You know, all things to be discussed, I'm sure.
1: Induct the divas as well. Just while you're at it, also induct the divas. <laughs> Put them <Yeah>. all in.
3: <laughs> Listen, I think the good thing is there's a great team involved, and these are all just, dis- you know, all these kind of discussions will happen. And there's it's- an openness to, you know, move this forward and keep it contemporary, but also make sure that we find
1: that you don't forget about the yes.
3: You recognize the past. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. That warms my heart.
1: Truly, well, it's just nice to know that somebody's listening.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all these yeah. things are things that are, you know, those things are always discussed. And it's how do you? That's great. You can't do everything, and Obviously. it's a, it's always a, a challenge to try to serve a lot of masters. And I think we do a great job of how we do it. And it can, al- it's in anything like this, it can always be better.
1: I am. And I I'm think everybody, acknowledge, everybody acknowledges. Everybody acknowledges
3: that that it can. Yeah, it can right. It's, yeah. we're, we're in it's right. moving all in the right direction. It can always be better, and there'll always be an effort made to make it better.
1: I'm excited for this year's ceremony.
3: Me too. I wish we, that Pat you're was on it. Coming to, you're, it, but you're coming she, to Cleveland. you are yeah.
1: definitely going to come, come to Cleveland. Right. It's great in my Cleveland. Calendar. I'm telling
3: you, it's, it's, I'm I, I, I have there. a lot more fun in Cleveland. No disrespect to Cleveland at all, but there's not quite as much. There's not quite yeah, as many people distractions as there are just New in New York.
1: New York, like
3: you know, everybody the hotel that we stay at is across from the venue. People, everybody staying there, you basically see the same people for three days. Uh-huh. Um, you go to get to go to the museum, which is great because a lot of people don't get that, that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, the Indians are home; you can catch a game. I don't think the, I don't think the Cavs will be in the playoffs, so there won't be much there won't be a basketball to be seen then. Right. Yeah. But it's great, and the city truly embraces it. I love it. New York too. It's just a different, it's it's, yeah, they're different. They're both equally great in different ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, We'll see you there.
1: Yeah. If you need uh, any seat fillers just down on the floor, <laughs> you let us know. We're very welcome. I, we open. I have some nice dresses. I'm willing to dress up.
0: <laughs> well, Rick, thank you so much for being a part of this and taking the time out of your schedule to be a guest on this show. It's my pleasure. And I, love, I love talking either. about it, even
3: the things I can't talk about.
0: Thank yes. God. <laughs> uh, is there anything you would like to plug
3: or your social media or anything like that? No, watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on yeah. HBO on, May, on on May on May second. Live, listening to live our
0: show live on HBO. <laughs> Uh, well, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at rockhallpod. You can email us rockhallpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you want Kristen to see that, you're going to have to indicate that somewhere in your message. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us. Five stars only if you're leaving a review because of this episode.
1: you got to say Induct the Divas. Why
0: well, you say Induct but the let's divas. bring it back. Yeah. Old school. Uh, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to Joey Devine for the equipment. Thank you to Chad Briggs and Dave Schilling for letting us record in the home that I share with them. And thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Pozzala.
1: I'm Kristen Studdard. who cares about the Rock Hall? Watch